So this um, Dharma talk uh, period every evening, um, we could easily see as a, a moment of a practice. When I say that, don't tense up. Oh my God, for more meditation. It's not exactly what I'm trying to mean by that. But just um, an opportunity to, um, to, uh, to just notice that, you know, we're here. So we're here, we're in this environment with this temperature and this particular light. And there is a body there. It feels exactly like this. Exactly like this. And then there will be um, impressions coming from, uh, uh, you know, the voice of the teacher. Impressions, stories, ideas. And uh, we could bring the idea of uh, loyalty that... uh, we were talking about today, uh, Anushka was talking about. So, uh, what would it mean for you if it, uh, if it sounds, uh, if it uh, makes sense, if it resonates, to actually uh, remember that you're here while this is happening? Sometimes it's the ideas and the solution, or the, you know, and what if we were to honor this uh, unique expression of life now that is happening and be aware of its sensitivity so it's sensitive in so many ways yeah temperature but also ideas it's touched by you know things like the and it touches in really complex ways you know just vibration but suddenly we'll see a house we'll see a sun we'll see you know depending on what is said it's amazing so this is happening live. That's mindfulness. In mindfulness, we're really interested by phenomena happening in reality. It's experiential, empirical, phenomenologic. So as it's, uh, as it's happening, we're curious about reality as it's happening, about being a human being. It's happening now. This human being is touched by uh, sounds. So in here we have, um, in a way we could talk about this as a, um, there's many ways to talk about what's happening here, but one of the ways I'll choose just now is to talk about uh, how, in a way this is uh, luxurious, no? The particular luxury I'm thinking about is in terms of time that we can actually, we don't have to be efficient and solve. Maybe we have that idea, maybe we'll be able to let it go a little bit here and there, you know, that we have to resolve the rest of our lives, you know, and our personality, and, you know. But now here we have time actually to, um, and that might be the uh, unforeseen path to resolution, but here we can slow down and uh, feel the warmth of the pavement, if only that, or the hand 
running on the handrail as we're going up the stairs. Or, uh, yeah, whatever else that imp- impressed you today. Huh? Human beings are seem to work by impressions, huh? sense impressions. And so here we can become aware in real time, live, of the how sense impressions do their thing, you know. And, and so uh, we, we can slow down here and take time to taste the water at the water font- fountain or, or feel the ache that we so often want to fix so quickly, explain, debate with, get rid of, fear. Here we actually have the time and maybe the environment helps us do that. We can actually feel ache if it's there. Just touch in, you know, and not try to resolve, but to know. Not to judge, I don't want that, I want something else. Abandon, maybe a little bit this. Of course it would be there. Of course we would want it to be a little bit more satisfying or a little bit less like this or like that. So we can acknowledge this, of course, my love. Of course you would want this or that to be like this or like that. But then, now let's touch touch it, let's know it, experience it. So it might be beauty, or it might be uh, what is uh, uncomfortable. And there's plenty of that in the human life. You know, you come to this place here, people cook for us. You know, it, it is luxurious, actually, it's a right I don't know how you feel about the, all the buildings and the kind of luxurious aspect of it, or really uh, well maintained, well taken care of. You know, the first time I came here, twenty some years ago, it was a lot more rickety. There was an old funky red carpet here with bits and pieces coming off, and cups and plates were all unmatched. Which, for me, from where I come from, it felt really good. It, it felt, uh, you know, I don't know how I would feel, felt if I come and it looks like this. I don't know if my uh, history would have been a good match, you know, like a, it's a little clean and, <laughs> you know. So, but maybe for you it feels really, really good. Um, but... Uh, Anyway, so here there's this possibility of uh, slowing down and not trying to resolve everything. It's kind of a, there's an, almost like a different notion of time. We're entering the, the timeless. Huh? We're doing a practice that is timeless. And uh, so it's good to maybe hear these few words to change the mindset. If we think like, oh my God, by Sunday it should be fixed. (laughs) You know? I like in the Buddhist teaching, it even talks of lifetimes. So we have a few lifetimes to find our way, you know, in this predicament. 
maybe. And that, actually, this is the way. The, that's how the heart maybe will relax a little bit. That's how we might gain uh, more stability, capacity to feel uh, what's happening, to, to become more uh, resonant instead of um, reactive, maybe. It's a very different way to, to live here. It's a laboratory, so some of the aspect will stay here in this laboratory, but hopefully there's many things we'll uh, take with us. So one of the ways that... F- um, that uh, it's been remarkable for me, this, this practice, the encounter with this practice is, um, so that's, that's uh, a long time ago now, but um, when I was uh, 25, I think, uh, I learned that I was HIV positive in a time where there was no, the medication was not there yet. It was going, you know, the uh, cocktail therapy, three ter- therapy with the, arrive maybe a couple of years later. And, uh, and there was a lot of distress in this uh, being, a lot of, uh, well, you can probably imagine, and some of you know that experience maybe uh, uh, exactly. But uh, so, uh, yeah, fear, fear of the future, uh, confusion about like what life was supposed to be and what I was presented with. Probably anger, uh, grief, 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 grief. So I'm using this because this is the personal story of this one, but maybe it's, you can relate in your own way about loss of something. Anyway, and uh, I ended up, I I found myself sitting in a retreat center. And the instructions were very surprising to me. Like without instructions, sitting here, what does one do? Not knowing anything about mindfulness techniques or meditation. I don't know you, but for me it's very clear. I would be thinking about myself and who I could have been and who will I be and how long will I be. And, and, and there would have been a lot of... Uh, all the energy would have been going in the thinking process. And, uh, and the kind of thinking process really, really poorly accompanied. Accompanied with uh, obsession, uh, fear you know, uh, led in this way by these uh, qualities of mind. So that would been, have been probably what would have happened to me without a few little instructions. And then, so that's what I find remarkable. It's the suggestion that we could, yes, there are all this happening and we, there's all this that is uncertain and that needs fixing and that we don't understand and all, all of these things, you know, the environment and the politics and the rights and the justice and the rent and, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's wide here. 
And then the instructions, so uh, other. Can you actually feel your feet as it lands? I mean, the things we've been talking about here, can you actually notice the temperature right now on the skin? This was kind of a surprise, for me, very, very surprising. Is it disconcerting? The, the, uh, I was intrigued, but really, really willing to try it because, you know, really wanted the way out of that, all this uh, confusion and suffering, m- misery. And so the instruction is very simple. Try to n- notice that the, the breath is happening right now. This body is breathing. And that's true now, now. And of course my mind would go like, yeah, but you don't understand, you know, the rest of my life. No, please. Try to feel your hands resting where they rest. I'm very, very thankful for this. These kind of uh, drops of uh, sanity in an inner world in such turmoil, such confusion. This invitation to just feel ground. It was a kind of a, what's the word, boy, boy? Bowie. (laughs) Thank you. Group effort. And so this, can you notice this? And then try to stay there. Try to sustain that awareness for a little while. And what is possible in there? It's so not the way I would think solution would come, you know? Clarity would come, appeasement would come. And uh, the way I understand it is slowly uh, finding some ground in the flood of the different emotions passing by. Finding some ground, yes, and hands are resting. And in this way, it's uh, having an impact on the, on the mind, on the quality of the mind. Finding some kind of ground there and uh, stability and maybe refuge, home base, something to return to. And from there, finding a new way to, um, um, the word in English, finding a new way to meet uh, the heart and the mind. You know, touching on the distress, maybe, uh, at some point, in the walking, you know, stopping for a moment, and feeling like I can actually touch in the distress, or the ache, or the piercing, or the hollowness or contraction or ripping, touching for a moment and then coming back to skin, Uh, I don't know, sunset a few minutes ago, 
you know. It's a kind of, a, I think a word has been used, as a verb is titration. You know? So you come close to where it hurts, and then you move out. Uh, in the movements of the eyelid, Things extremely simple. Uh, I almost, I want to say f- at this point here now, reliable, that I can rely or find ground in. You know, wh- what's going to happen to me? Do I have value or not? All oh, this can be so confusing, you know. But hands touching, warm hands, tingling hands, this is a little bit more simple. Actually, uh, in this uh, image of the Buddha, you can see the Buddha touching uh, with his uh, right uh, fingers uh, the ground. So we think he's sitting just like this, but he's touching here. And so this is is actually not the Buddha, that's the Buddha to be. In a few seconds, he will be the Buddha. But at this moment, the way I understand this, that he doesn't have the title of Buddha here yet. He's like us, confused, attacked by doubt. What am I doing here under this tree? What is my worth? Or how arrogant to think that I can detoxify the heart, you know? So his uh, doubt is there and, you know, aversion, I'm tired of being here. I don't know, like this, I want to be somebody else, somewhere else. Do you recognize something in that? You know, I want to be like that. I want to, you know, so all these things are flooding the mind. And what does he do? He touches the ground. He comes, the way I understand it, it's something extremely simple. What's going to happen with the country with the this and that and w- what is truly happening that I can know of for sure finger touching ground so that's in the jest what we're doing here and from there oh turmoil disturbed aching Neutral, nothing. How light, spacious, whatever we find, we can uh, have a new rapport to this instead of being swept, swamped, uh, duped, fooled, swallowed, kidnapped, entranced, fascinated, captivated, captured. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Instead of that, we can actually wake up. Wake up. It's what we call the middle path. The middle path. With the different mind states and stories that visit our hearts, we're often, check this out, is that true for you? We're often falling in an extreme, a common extreme. Uh, It makes sense that we would. Uh, But often with emotions, we fall into the trends the story told of the, of the, sh- you know, shame of the fear. We're under the grip of. Do you recognize this? Led by 
And the other extreme that we fall into is uh, hating these states, wanting away from, debating with them. No, no, there's no reason to, you know, have shame. I have the right to be here. No, you don't have the right to be here. You're a piece of shit. No, I have the right, you know, debate. I went to a conference, uh, research in psychology, and one of the things they were saying that I remember was uh, debating with one's thoughts uh, increases distress. And so sometimes we either uh, follow these uh, emotions and thoughts and moods and states of mind, or we actually um, we. Uh, hate them, want others, uh, debate. And what is the middle path? What is the middle path is to actually be aware, aware, awake. Ah, not easy. Actually, the way I think about it is it's not a middle path, it's a middle... (coughs) What's smaller than a thread? Is there something? Like it's, it's so... We keep falling one side or the other. And so this practice here, that's why we talk about continuity and carefully and slowly building this up because it's, it's not easy to be awake while being under the spell or visited by discouragement. You know? Oh, I'm stuck here for a week. If only I'd come with a car, <laughs> I could go, <laughs> you know, so that we can totally follow, be in the, in the trance of that uh, mood or emotion or construction of the mind, you know, formation. Or we can say, no, stop being discouraged, come on, do it, you know. And here we're like, oh, discouraged. It has this taste, discouragement, has that kind of uh, ambiance, that uh, texture. So we're introducing uh, curiosity in the field. We're waking up. It feels like dejected. Dejected as a particular taste. It's not, uh, certainly not ecstasy. Dejected. Can can we recognize it even in the experience of the body? Maybe there's a heaviness, or maybe there's a hollowness, or maybe there's a contraction, or a numbness, or in the mind. What's the texture in the mind? And so we become aware of this. And so that form here of the retreat facilitates this kind of waking up. Because we're just walking back and forth. If we were like, okay, you have to go under this uh, thing and jump in the mud there and go over this cliff. And, you know, like you would, couldn't be checking your mood, you know. <laughs> but here it's like, well, we're just going to sit for a few minutes. <laughs> then your moods are going to become <laughs> apparent, you know. And we're just going to walk a little bit. If 45 minutes of walking is too much, just sit after 25 minutes or whatever. You know, we're not going to check or anything. It's kind of a general form we're taking. And just try to keep that form if it's, if it's uh, possible. 
and you'll see all kinds of strange animals come in. That's words from uh, Ajancha, the elder, uh, 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 a venerable uh, teacher who's died now, uh, lived in the uh, uh, forest in Thailand. So just sit there, be, invite as much quietness as possible, as, as much wakefulness, be attentive, and you'll see by the pool or by the lake there, the pond, you'll see all kinds of strange animal come, self-hatred, maybe closely followed by arrogance or self-righteousness. Just stay around, it'll disappear. Kindness will appear. Allow yourself to taste these tastes, not fall into completely, be awake to, sensitive to. Open the feedback loop, you know, so that you can feel, feel. And you'll discover which ones uh, you can nurture, which, which ones. I'm going to put it in words, but what we do here called vipassana, insight meditation, is it doesn't go through words so much. It goes through impressions, strong impressions. So that's why we want to open the feedback loop. We want to feel again. We want our intelligence to be there at the surface of the skin. Ah, You know, all over. We want to feel what it feels to be there. So that we can, uh, and I'm going to put words to it, but it's not going to happen within words. It's going to happen in felt sense. So we're going to discover which ways we are, which attitudes, which uh, qualities of mind are beneficial for us, onward leading, liberating, and which ones are uh, entangling, unbeneficial for us and for others. But not from a list that we've been given, from experience, from a high quality encounter with stuff, phenomena, life, human life, human nature. That's what we're studying here, human nature. And so we're going to clarify uh, and be able to nurture uh, states of mind that are uh, allies, friends. And we're going to be able to clarify and abandon uh, slowly uh, not get so fooled by states of mind that are limiting destructive ideas also understandings beliefs there's so much uh, clean up to do you know? and so Um, sometimes in the teaching we talk about um, inner ethics. Inner ethics. It means that uh, we, uh, through this practice, we can gain independence uh, in a very particular sense. I'm using this 
independence that we can see for ourselves what is what, what has value, what doesn't. We don't have to believe a system that is normative or that uh, suggestions or beliefs that are not for our well-being. And so I think as LGBTQ people, this has a lot of value for me, definitely, that I could find in myself what is true and not, and not have to believe or rely on, uh, on what is said as a HIV-positive person, to clarify how to hold that experience, adventure, I was uh, teaching maybe a year or two ago now with uh, um, Dr. Um, his name escapes me right now. Um, he's the director of research at the Mindfulness uh, Center in, uh, at UMass, um, Judson Brewer. And, um, and he had come with um, his um, PowerPoint and he was uh, showing slides of uh, the, you know, the, the brain, and uh, showing what um, parts of the brain lights up in the kind of expensive uh, mind states, and which uh, lights up in contracted mind states. I'm using, uh, he was using expensive and contracted when I'm talking here tonight about beneficial mind state maybe and uh, and uh, unbeneficial or entangling mind states and liberating mind states anyway he was showing uh, the different region the neocortex and yeah <laughs> and I was telling him I keep forgetting about these, you know, I've seen these kinds of slides a few times and been explained and I read about it, but I always forget, like, is it my ne- frontal neocortex on right or left that <laughs> freaks out when <laughs> this or that, you know, I, I keep forgetting. And he was saying, yeah, Pascal, you forget because there's no sensitivity in there, <laughs> you know, there's none, you know, there's, it, it doesn't provide that. That's why we can... Uh, do a surgery on the brain and not put the person uh, in uh, kind of a sleep, you know. We can have a conversation. They even tend to play a violin while you have a, you know, have you seen this? There's somebody there they're talking to this person and he's playing violin while they're playing with his brain. And because there's no sensitivity there and that's why we, he was saying we had to invent these machines, MRI and CAT scan to actually see what's going on there because we can't feel it. But what you can feel is this. This, Pascal, you can feel it. Yeah? And I was like, yeah, it's true. My uh, integrity, my moral or my ethics is here. You know, if I'm about to say something and I'm aware of it, that could be hurtful. Ooh! The information is all here. The intelligence is here. And so as we come here, we're trying to come down a little bit here and feel the world from there. Underneath the ideas, preconceived ideas, biases, 
you know, what's happening? And so we sit here and we pay attention to the experience of being here like now. We get attuned. And later it's going to be in the food line or in the bedroom, on the bed. And we just become attuned to what's happening. Oh, miserable. (laughs) Oh, quiet. Oh, discursive. Lots to say. Oh, not a word. Attentive. So we become aware of the surrounding and of the experience that is happening here. You know, the inner world. The tensing, the releasing, the spaciousness, the neutrality, the pleasantness, the unpleasantness. We don't try to catch everything, of course. We, it's impressions. We become available for local impressions. You know, we sit there and we notice how the mind flapped. Because if I don't know that the mind is flattish, or bored, or bored to death, I could actually, could lead easily to, I don't know, want to be somewhere else, and like miss the cat, and get in the car, and get back to the cat, and then I'm home with the cat, I'm like, oh, that's not solving everything, you know? (laughs) And so here we're trying to wake up, oh, flat, bored, bored, so not totally entranced by boredom, believing it completely, not rejecting it, but awake to that particular phenomena, interested by it. It's not easy. It's, and it's ref- refined. You know, we come here with used to opinions and preferences and stimulations, you know, and they're like, okay, let's feel the feet touching the pavement. You know, it takes some acclimatation. (laughs) So one thing that um, uh, is is the way the, 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 the teachings are presented is we're talking about unconditional uh, freedom, unconditional uh, I don't know if it's well-being is the right way to say it. Unconditional freedom is the expression. We were talking earlier with uh, my colleagues and I, I was saying this this for queer people is a really interesting thing because my sense is we're not going to get in this lifetime the perfect conditions for us to be who we are. I don't know. I don't want to project too much, but looking at the state of affairs, you know. But here there's something that is suggested that we can actually find um, a connection, a loyalty, a uh, uh, and uh, a, a visibility of a seeing ourselves uh, that is not related to the conditions of the world. There can be an an honoring. There can be a, 
deep respect, there can be a deep clarity in a world that is confused. You know? And so there's a, in there there's a kind of a, to me, for me anyway, check this out for you, but it touches on a, a belief I tend to have and kind of a return to, I've been well conditioned that my happiness depends on having what I want, you know, or what. And here it's suggesting something else. It's suggesting you might get it or not, Pascal. But this, there can be an inner freedom that is not conditional on you having exactly what you want. I think it's going to take some research. That's why we're here, you know, to, to check this out. In uh, um, imperfect conditions, like here, I mean, the whole retreat is going to be imperfect in this way, you know, just having a body sitting on a cushion or a chair, you know, and can there, in these con- imperfect condition, be something that blooms or arises that uh, is of uh, inexplicable or unconceivable or I don't know, value. Doesn't mean we don't work on the outside, you know, don't have vision about what is possible and put lots of energy into this, into this either stopping things that are harmful for some of us, you know, ways of being, racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, fat phobia, and the rest. It doesn't mean that we don't put tons of energy into this. But also that there's some work that we can do from the inside that will actually allow us uh, to have access to a lot of energy to create the world we want to live in. You know. we'll, be, uh, we'll, we're learning how to, how to be here uh, extremely well-resourced, how to resource ourselves. And so that's, uh, yeah, that's words I've used already here, but that's very delicate work. It's not easy, it's uh, subtle, but sometimes it's not subtle, it's gross and epic and (laughs) tragic and, you know. But it's it's not uh, it's delicate work and uh, and noble. Some something we can uh, gain for ourselves here, I believe, and bring back to our people and our our society. And so, and it might might take the form of just one measure of calm and one measure of uh, engagement, interest, curiosity. For me, that's how I would briefly uh, talk about practice. I sit here, can there be one measure of non-reactivity, of calm, of invite, 
Sometimes it comes when invited, sometimes it's there. Sometimes I invite it, not available. But still, I keep valuing this, one measure of calm, one measure of uh, intelligence, uh, resonance, something alive, awake. And just seeing this, you know, as I start the walking, can there be here one measure of engagement, walking, one measure of uh, calm or peace or non-reactivity or so a few words on practice let's take a moment just to check out what's happening in the silence just hanging out, really, here, knowing we're here. Aware that we are touched by light, brightness, darkness. Touched by sounds and silence. by breath. Sensitive to coolness or warmth. Sensitive to gravity. sensitive to moods, emotions, attitudes of the mind. May we find other resources to meet this moment experience freedom in it. time to hear, taking time to feel the sweetness of the night. And uh, there'll be a last sitting tonight at 8.30. Maybe we'll do a little chant together. Uh, Okay, thank you for your consideration. Thank you for listening. 
To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.